0: Yeah. that was your weekend or your That was great.
1: Well, good morning, church. Good morning to you here live and in person. Good morning to those of you that are tuning in on live stream. Friends, it happens about once every six or seven years that we get a chance to celebrate Christmas on the Sabbath on a Sunday morning. And so we're so glad that you decided to make this a part of a maybe new Christmas tradition for you. Now, enjoy this day because I don't know if you know this or not, but Christmas Day will not happen on a Sunday again until 2033. 11 years from now. So, this will be the first time in 11 years, uh, or the last time in 11 years, that we're going to get a chance to do this. So, we've got something special planned for you. We're going to have a special extended children's message and sermon. We're going to sing some carols, and we're going to have a time of worshiping our newborn king. His name is Jesus, friends. We've been spending four weeks of anticipation on this day, and the waiting is no more. The candles have been lit all four Advent candles, and the Christ candle was lit last evening. And that means, what is today? Today. Now, you guys don't sound too excited about that. All right. All right. What is today? Christmas. Christmas. That's right. Merry Christmas, everybody. you ready to sing? Well, let's do some singing. I want to invite you to stand up wherever you are and however you want to do it in your living rooms, and uh, let's sing some carols together. Well, I want to invite you to be seated, because we have some scripture reading.
2: From Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have have seen a great light. Those who have dwelt in the land of intense darkness and the shadow of death upon them has the light shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased their joy, they rejoice before before you and the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of the burdened and the staff or the rod for guiding their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor you have been broken as the day of midian for every warrior's war boots and all his armor in the battle to and every garment rolled in blood shall be burdened as fuel burned as fuel for the fire for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace there shall be, no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom. To establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness for the time forth even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of the hosts will perform this.
1: The word of God for the people of God. Let's stand and sing some more. Praise be to God.
0: Sails and plates repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat.
1: You can remain seated or be seated, please.
3: My family. We'll be reading from Luke two, one through twenty.
2: But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger.
3: Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to
1: God in the highest heaven and on earth, earth peace to those on whom his favor rests.
3: When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has told
1: us about.
4: So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them, but Mary treasured all of these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
1: Thanks be to God. Let's sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Lord God, we thank you so much for the blessings that you give us. We thank you for this Christmas day. We thank you for the opportunity to celebrate your birthday, Lord God, to be reminded that you have come, that you're already here. You've already died on the cross. You've already risen from the dead, and you've won the victory. Lord, in this season of preparation and anticipation, Lord God, let us anticipate you coming again, coming in victory. Lord God, we are so eternally grateful for your show of love, Lord God, we know that Christmas time screams that you love us when we look at this virgin birth, that you love us when we see the manger, that you love us when we understand the scriptures. And Lord God, we are so blessed. And it's in your name that we pray, the name of Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace, mighty God, everlasting Father, wonderful Counselor, Messiah. We say amen and amen. Friends would you greet somebody this morning and get, just just share a merry christmas with somebody this morning?
5: Good morning, church. Merry Christmas. Just want to welcome each and every one of you here. Am I talking? Okay, good. Just want to welcome each and every one of you today. Um, Just let us know that you're here so we can keep track. Even if you're a member of the church or you're new here, this is your first time. There's three ways you can do that. We have the kiosk out in the lobby. You can scan that QR code on your seat, or don't forget about the connections cards that are also in your seat back pockets. All men are invited to serve as the Methodist men serve at Christ table on January 7th. Um, servants are needed from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., and there will be no men's breakfast on Sunday, January 1st. If you're interested in serving, you can connect with Tim Collins. The youth will have a lock-in Friday evening, December 30th through Saturday morning, December 31st. They'll celebrate the coming of the new year, fellowship, games, food, and fun, and teaching. All junior and senior high school students are welcome. Calling all our teens and families, Winter Jam is coming. It's January 28th, 2023. Can't believe we saying that. That's in Columbus, Ohio, um, there's gonna be six Christian bands, and the cost is $15 a piece for general admission. If you're interested, you can contact Chad Lawson. All are welcome for our family skate night at Lind Arena on January 15th from t- one to three. Entry is fee free, but skate rental is th- $2. So you can bring a f- friend, and for more information, contact Heather. During the month of January, we're calling our church to a season of prayer and fasting to begin the new year. Just ask God to reveal something to you that you can fast from, um, just to be hungrier for him and draw you closer to him. Um, This can be certain foods, but it can also be social media, TV, screen time, coffee. You can do the Daniel fast, but just make sure you're praying um, and fast for the filling of the full measure of God for our church and for Methodism. Pastor John will lead us through a five-week study of the book of Ephesians to understand the purpose of God's church. This is going to begin January 12th at 6.30 p.m., and it'll be in the Embers Room, and you can contact Pastor John if you're interested. On January 8th at 11.30 a.m. after this service, our Rolling Plains lead team will be here um, for a leading panel discussion for Q&A regarding the current separation happening in the United Methodist Church. There's also a box to put out questions in the lobby, um, and everyone is encouraged to come to that. And as always, you can use the QR code or simply text us at 740-265-3855 if you have any questions about anything happening here at Rolling Plains. Have a great week, church.
3: And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route.
1: Well, glory to God, friends. I want to invite all of the young people in the church to come on forward because we've got a special message for you today. And Ms. Peyton and Ms. Heather and myself, we're going to share that with you. And uh, so come on, young people. Come on up. And let's see Greg, you have 12 on? I'm not getting anything. And Stephanie, where did she go with that microphone?
4: There's one right over there in that thing. Got
1: it. There it is, okay. Well, my young friends, we have the opportunity this morning to be able to reflect <laughs> on this right here what is what is this right in front of me right here a manger now what is a manger it's a it's a place where animals eat and they d- and it's a feeding trough right and so what do you think might be in here what do you think some, some of the animals might have been eaten hey yeah and what makes what makes you think that because you guys are paying attention because in the Jesus narrative in the bible in the Jesus story what does it say That's right. You know your stuff, Mrs. Claus. That's awesome. Kid Mrs. Claus. (laughs) So we really want to focus in on the manger. Why? Why? Is this just any ordinary old manger? No. Now, wait a minute. Who's Jesus? Jesus is the Messiah? And so the Messiah is the answer to uh, the, the prophecies in what testament? There's the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, that's right. In Isaiah and other books in the Old Testament, it was prophesied about that a Savior of the world was coming, and the sign of that Savior was going to be what? Some big, strong guy? A tiny little baby. Kind of like this little guy, right? Yeah? Yeah. And like that little dude right there. Do you know who this little guy is right here? This is Braxton. This is Peyton, my daughter-in-law's son, and my first grandson or first grandchild. And tell us who this little one is here. That's Declan, everybody. How old is Declan now? Ten months. He's getting up there. He's getting up there. So, friends, babies are cute and cuddly, aren't they? This one especially. You know what? I'm kind of partial to him myself. Yes, I understand, I understand. And so there's just something about a baby that changes everything, doesn't it? Every time a baby walks into the room or when a baby's gonna be delivered, everybody gathers in the hospital and can't wait to see the baby. And they, we, what do we do? We pinch the cheeks of the baby and, and we gotta get close to the baby. I was out here holding Braxton this morning and everybody that came in wanted to come and greet the baby. Not Pastor John, but they wanted to see Braxton this morning. So we're not talking about just any baby, we're talking about a baby that was fully human. See, Braxton is fully human, right? Declan is fully human, right? But what was different about Jesus? He was human and also the Son of God, which made him God. He was both man and God. Isn't that amazing? Now, what we want to talk to you about today is who gathered at the manger, okay? Okay. Now, and now help everybody help us out, because there weren't a lot of people that gathered at the manger. As a matter of fact, I bet more people gathered for Braxton's birth than they gathered that day for Jesus' birth. Why do you think that is? Was he born on the popular highway? Was he born downtown where all the hustle and the bustle was? Where was he born? He was born in a manger in a stable back behind the hotel owner's uh, property, right? Because there was no room for him where? The Holiday Inn was shut down. Hampton Inn had no more room for anybody else. Anybody ever spent the day in a Hampton Inn or Holiday Inn? There, there, there was no bed and breakfast available for those folk that showed up that night. So, so who showed up that night?
4: Was the room service?
1: Uh, I, I, yeah, I think there was hay and, and corn feed. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So who showed up that night? The shepherds were there? Wise men and animals. Now, the wise men, we think, probably came days later. They showed up later on the scene, but you're right, they were there. And then, now, yeah, most importantly, Mary and Joseph. Now, I bet you want to tell us a little bit about Mary and Joseph. You might have perspective on what it means to be a mom, right? Yes, especially would, of a newborn baby.
6: Yes, I would love to talk about Mary and Joseph's perspective, especially since I have the privilege of walking, I just went through what Mary just went through in some ways of welcoming her first baby into the world. So my question to you guys is, how many of you are maybe an older sibling or you know somebody who's had a baby? And when you heard about that baby, what was your reaction? A lot of excitement, yay, heard a yay over here. And that's how we felt when we learned that we were going to get to meet Braxton. We were really excited. Now, when Mary and Joseph first learned about um, Jesus, they didn't know there was any possibility of him. So it kind of caught them off guard and scared them a little bit. And Joseph planned on leaving Mary because he just didn't even know of the possibility of Jesus. It wasn't possible to him. So their initial reaction was not exactly the same as ours. But then when they learned who he was going to be, then that kind of changed things. So next... When we were ready to welcome Braxton into the world, it was time for him to come and meet us. We had lots of people who were there ready to help us and walk us through welcoming him. And like you said, where were Mary and Joseph when they welcomed him? They were in a stable with a manger, so they didn't have as quite a glamorous experience as we had had. So you didn't
4: have him in a barn?
6: No, we did not. We, you didn't have him in a We opted out of that option. <laughs> Smart.
4: Todd may be able to help you.
1: <clears throat> this is a good question here. Where did So where did you have him?
6: We went to a hospital.
1: Right here in Zanesville, yeah. Genesis, right? Yep,
6: we didn't have to travel too far. And there was room for us there. They had a room waiting for us. Now... Exactly. No animals he wasn't laying in any any animal food. He had his nice own little bed. Now, while Mary and I had several differences along the way, there is one thing that caught my attention that her and I had in common. And it comes from Luke 2:17 and 20. And it says, after the shepherds had seen him, they told everyone. They reported what the angel had said about this child. All who heard it were amazed at the shepherd as what the shepherd said to him. But Mary kept all these things like a secret treasure in her heart. She thought about them over and over. And I think about how much I think about Braxton mm-hmm. when I'm at home or when I'm at school. No matter where I am or where he is or what we're doing, I'm thinking about him. Because a baby changes your world, just like the sermon is called. A baby changes everything. But Jesus didn't just change Mary's world. He changed everyone's world then and now. Because Jesus was a baby born with a purpose to come and
1: save. So friends, Jesus was born. And then who were the first people to hear about the birth of Jesus? Now, they weren't there at the the shelter that night. They were out in the fields. You remember who they were? Shepherds. They were shepherds. And what do shepherds do? They take care of sheep. Isn't it interesting that when John the Baptist introduced Jesus to the world, he said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And some of the first people to witness the birth of Jesus were some shepherds who care for sheep and lambs. See, Jesus was the, the one sacrifice for all time. He, he was the lamb of God. He replaced the sacrificial lamb at the traditional Jewish Passover feast. And he was now going to be the one to care for all of our sins. So these shepherds, they hear from how many angels? One angel, right? But no. just one at the beginning. Then what happened? The whole choir showed up. All of them. Now, I'm here to tell you, if you were in the middle of the dark, hanging out with some friends at work, and all of a sudden, 25 angels showed up and started singing, would you freak out a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Pastor John would be freaking out just a little bit. That's why the angel said, behold, we bring you good news of great joy. Fear not. Fear not. So what's beautiful about shepherds is, is what do they do for those sheep? They care for, they care for those sheep. If you know sheep, sheep are not very smart creatures. They need a lot of care. They have like shepherd's crooks to kind of grab a hold of them and get them in line. They have to protect them from predators. They got to make sure. Now, sheep, you got to make sure you feed the sheep, but you also got to make sure that the sheep don't eat too much because sheep will eat themselves to death as well. They're like Pastor John. They won't stop eating until they hurt themselves. Okay. All right. And so, and so these shepherds, what did they do when the angels told them about the birth of Jesus? Did they just kind of hang out at, at, at work or did they, what did they do? They left all the sheep behind, and they went and they visited Jesus, and they were one of the first people to be able to see Jesus outside of the immediate family of Mary and Joseph. How about that? How amazing is that? So we have Mary and Joseph that are at the stable that night behind the inn. We have some shepherds that are there that have been inspired with the message of Jesus, and Miss Heather, you're going to tell us about a few more people that arrived later on the scene.
4: I am. I am. So, later on, there were the wise. you got that, very good.
5: They know their
1: stuff.
4: You do now. So, what, here's, I have a question for you first. When somebody's getting ready to have a baby, what do we do to celebrate that? A baby shower. We have a baby shower, and how do you get people to come to a baby shower? Invitations. And then, after the baby's born, how do you let people know that baby's been born? Facebook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Social media. Social media, Instagram.
4: So I think birth announcements, right? That's what that is, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So do you guys know how there were, how the birth announcement or the baby shower invitation went out for Jesus? Angel. Not quite. That's... They announced it to the shepherds, but how did they announce it to the wise men? Oh, I think Wasn't there a big a star in the sky?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah.
4: So see, so the wise men, we call them wise men, and I think sometimes in the Bible they call them magi. They were like they were astronomers and philosophers, and they were like really smart people, and they looked to the stars a lot, right? Which So it was just so logical for God to announce the birth of his son to these people in the stars, right? Like now we use Facebook because that's where everybody's at. There you go. So they announced him with this star. And these wise men came with their camels. Right, Marley? They came with their camels and everything, and they traveled Quite a distance, they, and, and the Bible says they came from the east, right? So they came quite a distance. It's not like they just lived next door. And we, th- you know, from what we can tell, it was days later too. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like right there that night, like the shepherds were, right? And they brought, what do you bring to a baby shower? Presents and gifts, right? right. What kind of gifts do you bring a baby? Close. A bib or two? <laughs> Peyton, what did you get when, when uh, your baby shower for Braxton? We
6: got diapers, clothes, bibs. We got a bib or two. Yeah. <laughs>
4: well, you know what? These wise men, I, and this is why I have a hard time understanding wise men, because they didn't bring diapers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what
4: bring? they bring? Gold. So look, I have some gold here. Ooh. This is gold leaf. So this is gold.
1: How much is that worth?
4: Six ninety nine on Amazon. <laughs> no, this was six ninety nine on Amazon. So there's gold leaf, right? So what? What's a baby gonna do with this? Yeah, you think a baby? I don't know. Would you like some gold leaf? What would that do for you? You can have the bottle. It's not. It's okay for the bottle. So then what else did they bring? Frankincense. frankincense. So I've got some oil here, some frankincense oil.
0: <laughs>
1: That's a good question.
4: Yeah, what's it going to do? Hmm. You think? Do you know what else they brought? This is the weirdest thing. Okay, look at this. It's like sap. It's like hard sap from a tree, right? What? Now this is a choking hazard. We're not going to give this to a baby, right? Would you give this to Braxton? What about Declan? Does Declan need some myrrh? I don't know. The gold's good. So, Pastor John, what do you think they did with the gold? Why did they give him gold?
1: Well think about it. Um, did you know that uh, Herod was after uh, Mary and Joseph and Jesus because Herod wanted Jesus dead? That's kind of sad and scary, isn't it? And so it was believed, biblical scholars believed that the, the wise men brought gold. So he was a king, right, and they wanted to help him escape. And so they believed that the wise men gave him gold so they could use that gold as a means and a financial means to be able to experience safe passage back to Egypt.
4: Now, And they were actually going against Herod because Herod had wanted them to report back to him where the baby was, right? So they brought this gift and gave it to him so that he could be safe directly against what their king had told them. So why do you think they gave frankincense? You wanted to throw it at them? Is that what you said? It smells bad enough, I, I think. Some other people like it, but it's not my favorite. Does it help with the health? I don't know. Why did they give them frankincense?
1: So friends, think about this. You know why Jesus was born, right? Jesus was born to do what for you and me? He was born to save us. And how is he going to save us? He was going to die on the cross for you and for me. Did you know that frankincense is an embalming agent? Frankincense is an embalming agent. And so there, there, it was a foreshadowing when the wise men brought frankincense. Um, they, they, were, uh, they were reminding Mary of the very purpose of her newborn child.
4: Do you guys know what foreshadowing means? When you're in a story and they tell you something, they give you a clue or a hint to what's gonna happen later on in the story. So it was kind of, it was a real life story though, okay? So they were kind of saying what was really gonna happen later on. Mm -hmm. So myrrh, yucky sap that looks like the rocks from an aquarium. What do you think they were giving that to Jesus for? Throw it! You guys are a violent bunch. <laughs>
1: yeah,
4: throw it at the old king. I don't know. What do you think? Why were they giving him myrrh?
1: Well, friends, if you remember uh, when Jesus was on his way to be crucified, uh, he was offered wine laced with myrrh, and he refused it because myrrh was a numbing agent that was often given to crucifixion vi- uh, victims so that it would, they would experience less pain. And so Jesus refused that because he wanted to feel the full force of the pain of the world and the suffering of the world for you and for me so that he would go to the cross fully aware and feel all the pain and suffering of the world. And so that's why uh, they, would, uh, they would have given her myrrh again as a reminder of his future destiny to save the sins of the world, to carry it all on his shoulders. Isn't that amazing?
4: Now, pa- yeah, now Pastor John said numbing agent. Do you guys know what that means? Have any of you had stitches? Have any of you stitches? Have you had some work on your teeth? Has the dentist done any work on your teeth? Okay, okay, okay. When, they, when you got your tooth yanked out, did they put something in there to make it numb so it wouldn't hurt so bad? That's what it is, it's... Yeah, that's what, that's what Myrrh does, it would make it so, it so it wouldn't hurt so bad, but he chose not to take that. I don't know. You think these gifts are better than diapers? No. I think I think for Jesus' life these were probably better gifts than diapers. You'll take some gold? I <laughs> will. We'll see about that. I don't know. I opened the gold leaf and it was kind of messy, so we may not want to hand uh-huh. out the gold. Uh-huh. You want gold? Sorry. Okay, it, she's making slime with gold leaf in it later just so you know.
1: But see, the you know, the amazing thing about Jesus is that he had all the powers of God because he was God, but he chose not to exact he chose not to use those powers against um his enemies because he wanted to love his enemies and fulfill his purposes. Yeah. What yeah. We,
4: You get stitches on your chin. Yeah. Did they put something on there so it wouldn't hurt so bad?
1: Yeah. So, friends, that is everybody who gathered at the manger that we know of because they all came to see, remember who was in the manger? Jesus. They all came to see Jesus. Friends, it's kind of like what we did today. We got in our cars and we drove here because we just wanted to get an extra special glimpse of Jesus in our hearts, right? That's why we come to church, to get an extra special glimpse of the manger because, friends, the manger matters, And the manger means something important to us, very important to us, because, well, like little Braxton here, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, came in the form of a baby. And Jesus was every bit as fragile as Braxton is. Like, I, I can't just put him on the floor, walk away, and leave him there, because he wouldn't really know what to do with himself. He's just too young. He needs to be cared for and loved on. He might crawl off. Yeah, he needs his diaper changed, right? He needs to be fed. Think about that. The God of the universe, the Savior of the world, needed to be fed, needed to have his diaper changed.
4: That's kind of amazing. I wonder if Mary complained about having to change the diaper of baby Jesus. I don't know. I
1: don't know. Could be. Just curious. So, friends, we wanted you to have an extra special look into the manger today and what it might have been like in that moment when Jesus was born. Yes, we do. And lay him in a manger. It would have just been some simple cloths, yeah, that were just kind of laying around somewhere. Yeah. So in order to help you remember the manger from this day forward, we brought an extra special gift for each and every one of you so that you could always be close and leaning in on the manger of Jesus Christ. How about that? You guys ready for a gift? Who wants who wants a gift today?
4: You are going to get a little nativity with the manger, so you can remember. And there's a little card in there, and it says, "Wait a minute. You want to read it? You can, cause it's too small for to my eyes." okay. It says, "God kept His promise to all, to us all. Our Savior was born in a manger stall."
6: He came as a baby, so sweet and small. Thank you,
4: Jesus, for saving me, your best gift of all.
1: Amen. So I think we should do something special while we hand these out. Because today's Jesus' birthday, what do we do on Jesus' birthday? We sing happy birthday. And and that's a song we don't need lyrics for, right? So let's do that together. Ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Jesus, happy birthday to you. Well, my young friends, from my family to yours, and from Heather and Miss Payton's family to yours, and from Braxton's family to yours, we want to wish you A very Merry Christmas. Christmas. And as soon as you receive a gift, you can go ahead and return to your seats, okay?
4: Did anybody not get one? Oh, did anybody not get one? If you didn't get one, come see me.
1: And if we have any other young people out there that didn't make it up there, we have plenty to go around if you'd like to take one of these home Uh with you after the service is done. You go
4: ahead. Two. Go ahead. You can get another one. Yeah, that'd be fine. You get another one?
1: Yeah, you're a good baby. Oh my goodness, precious. Let's pray. Lord God, we just give you all the glory. We thank you for this incredible day. Lord God, we thank you for the amazing humble nature into which you came into this world. We thank you, Lord God, that it, well, it just kept in step with who you are. Lord God, you love us. we love you back. And you giving us Jesus just means the world to us. Because without you, quite frankly, Lord God, we'd be lost. We'd be desperate. We'd be broken. And Lord, that's the state of the world today. So Lord, help us to help others find the life-saving knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ, as we've experienced today. Thank you for painting this picture of the manger and the stable and the place where Jesus was born and the lack of fanfare that was there that day, because, Lord God, you are going to bring glory unto yourself. You were born with a purpose, and that was to die for our sins and to be raised from the dead. And because of that, Lord God, we thank you that we know that the final chapter has been written, the victory's already been won, and, Lord God, therefore we can leave and live victorious lives because, well, you're alive and well seated at the right hand of the Father, and we give you glory for that. And on this day, Lord God, your birthday, everybody says amen and amen, friends. Well, friends, we have a final song we're going to sing. I want you to invite you to stand right where you are. And uh, speaking about telling all of our friends and neighbors about how incredible the Savior is, I think we're going to sing about that. Let's do that. What a special day to be able to celebrate God. What a special day to experience the Sabbath, a day of rest and worship, a a day of reflection, a day with family and friends. And from my family to yours, we want to wish you the most merriest of Christmases, that you can receive this blessing all year long. We, We don't have to wait till Christmas of 2023 to know the purpose and the mission of God in this world, and that is to bring his creation unto himself and he wants to use you, and he wants to use me to do just that. So as you go out of these doors today, go knowing that you are on a mission to go tell it on the mountain that our Savior, Jesus Christ, has been born. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have an amazing day. Take care.